0: Film fair, Manjpar Hong, Ranbir Kapoor, Karina Kapoor Khan, Karthik Varun Dhawan, Janvi Kapoor, and Sara Ali Khanke electrifying performances. So, who for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration? Watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat's tourism on Sunday, 18th February, 9 pm. Only on ZT-
1: it's new, it's amazing. It's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter and Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. brings you The Life of Riley. Well, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, leaves hair more radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Statistics show that the average American family reads 25 books a year. And the Rileys, being pretty average, bear out that figure. Wife Peg reads about six books a year, Junior four, and Babs 15, which makes a total of 25. Add to this the number of books that Riley reads, and you have a grand total of 25. (laughs) At this very moment, however, Riley is actually reading a book.
2: In other words, the whole basis for a successful marriage Say, Pop, could you... Pop, what are you doing with that book? What do you think I'm doing with it? I'm reading it. You're reading? Gee. Now stop bothering me, Junior.
3: Junior, did you see my? Oh, Daddy, please put down that book. You know you shouldn't swat flies with a book.
2: (laughs) I'm not swatting flies, Babs. I'm reading.
3: You're reading? Yes. Oh, Riley, dear, are you? Well, Riley, don't tell me you're actually. Yes, I'm
2: reading. What's the matter? Can't a guy curdle up with a good book?
3: I'm just a little surprised. The last time I saw you with a book was last summer when you pressed a flower.
2: Uh. (laughs) Very funny. This happens to be a book every married man ought to read.
3: Oh, what is it?
2: It's called How to Choose a Mate.
3: Oh. Well, uh, aren't you reading it just about 18 years too late?
2: Well, I ain't picking a mate for myself. I'm already trapped. (laughs) Thank you, dear I mean, I'm I'm trapped, but I love it (laughs) I'm picking a mate for Babs
3: For Babs? A mate? For me?
2: Now, please, stay out of this, Babs This is no concern of yours
3: (laughs) Oh, honest Riley Babs can use that book I've seen some of the goons she goes out with (gasps) Shut up, Junior
2: Uh, The boy's talking sense This here book gives you a list of all the qualities a good mate should have It's scientific
3: Well, don't you think love enters into it?
2: We're talking about marriage. Why drag love into it?
3: <laughs> now,
2: with this book, I can find the perfect mate for Babs.
3: Riley, Babs is only 17.
2: Okay, oh, yeah, that's just it. Soon she gets interested in boys. And when girls get interested in boys, what happens? Well, you see, Pop... What do you know about it?
4: <laughs>
2: nothing. Uh, well, see to it that you keep on knowing nothing for the next seven years.
3: You can stop reading that book right now. I have no intention of getting married for a long time. And when I do, I'll pick my own husband.
2: Well, sure, Babs, but first thing we got to do is make up a little questionnaire for your boyfriends to fill out, see?
3: (laughs) I won't stand for it. I just won't. Oh, Riley, put that ridiculous book away and stop trying to make Babs into an FBI agent. (laughs) You're her father, not J. Edgar Hoover.
2: Well, if that's the way you feel about it, okay. Let Babs pick her own husband. Let her marry some poor schmo who ain't got a nickel to his name. And when he moves into our house and I have to support him and give up my room to him, well, I have the laugh on you. Ha ha ha.
5: Hey there, Riley. Out catching some
2: air? I don't need to catch it, Gillis. Peg and Babs just gave it to me. What happened? Well, i try to be helpful, and they turn on me. You know what Peg said?
5: How should I know what Peg said? I ain't the type of person who goes snooping around, eavesdropping on your next-door neighbor.
2: She said some pretty mean things to me, and I told her off plenty. You was right.
5: It ain't fair you should have to give up your room to Babs' husband, that schmo.
4: <laughs>
5: Gillis, you heard. Accidental, I swear. Uh, I just happened to come out to sit on the porch and relax. Riley, I wish you'd get a new rocking chair. It hurts my back.
2: Okay, I'll get one. After all, my babs is growing up. I I just want to see when the time comes that she gets the right husband. Like it says in this book here, see? Qualifications for the ideal mate. You know, like me and Peg are. (laughs) Like you and who? Peg, you know, my wife. Riley, you don't think... Give me that book
5: a minute. Where's that list? Oh, oh, here. What are you
2: doing? Qualifications for the perfect mate. Listen to this, Riley. What for? Peg adores me. She's crazy about me. Number one,
5: the perfect mate is a good provider. Peg loves
2: me. Two, the
5: perfect mate is
2: kind and generous. Peg likes me. Three, the perfect mate is always truthful. I'm one of her closest acquaintances. (laughs) Four, the perfect mate. Oh, give me that book. What are you trying to do? Break up our marriage? For every man, there's a woman. Riley! I'm taking a bath, Dumplin'.
4: Well,
3: hurry up. I have something to tell you. Okay, I'll be
2: out soon. For every man, there's a woman. For every Riley, there's a peg. Oh, that Gillis, always trying to worry a guy. Ooh, what a stiff brush.
4: <laughs> oh, he
2: don't bother me none. I'm doing okay. Eh? Riley. Who said that?
4: It's me,
6: Riley. Your conscience.
2: Uh, don't look. I'm naked.
4: <laughs>
6: don't worry. I live in your head. It's pretty naked up here, too.
2: <laughs> Go away, conscience. Let me alone.
6: Riley, Gillis was right.
2: No, he wasn't. I'm a perfect mate.
6: Are you sure? Item one. The perfect mate is a good provider.
2: I'm a good provider. Every week I bring Peg home 54 bucks in my pay envelope.
6: How much did you bring home last week?
4: $39.
6: What did you do with the other 15
2: I bought a piece of meat for dinner.
6: For
2: $15? Yeah, there was a sale.
6: You're lying, Riley.
2: All right, so I bought a new pair of pants. I'm entitled to it. I had to get rid of the old ones. After all, he ain't wearing bell-bottom trousers anymore.
4: Always thinking of yourself. You don't love
6: anybody except Riley. Which brings us to item five. The perfect mate is affectionate.
2: I'm very affectionate.
6: Are you? When was the last time you took Peg in your arms and said, I love you?
2: Well, it was last... uh, The other... I remember on our honeymoon.
6: That was 18 years ago.
2: Well, I've been busy. I had other things to do. I raised two kids.
6: Which brings us to item six. The perfect mate never nags his children. But, The but, perfect mate is never jealous of his wife. But, but... The perfect mate has a sense of humor when things go wrong. But, but, but... Well, what have you got to say for yourself? But... You're no bargain, Riley.
2: All right, so I ain't a perfect mate. Let me alone.
6: What are you going to do about
2: it? I don't know. Let me think. Get out of my head,
6: conscience. I'll never get out of your head.
2: Okay, stay there. But I'm warning you. One more crack and I'll stick my head under the water and drown you. (laughs) Peg.
3: Well, it's about time you got out of that bath. What took you so long? Well,
2: I, I was reading this book, Peg.
3: In the bathtub?
2: Uh, yeah, I read better underwater. <laughs> Peg, there's a list in this book. Oh,
3: Riley, uh, throw that silly book away and stop worrying about Babs. After all, she's still an
2: adolescent. It ain't Babs. This time I'm worried about a middle aged adolescent.
3: <laughs> well, I haven't time to talk now. I gotta prepare dinner. Sydney'll be here soon, Sydney. and I want.
2: Sydney Monaghan. He's in town? He's coming here?
3: Well, yes. He phoned while you were in the tub. And, you know, Sidney, as usual, he didn't make a reservation in a hotel, so...
2: So you invited him here?
3: I didn't. He invited himself. Well,
2: you could have told him our house burnt down.
3: But I answered the phone.
2: Well... You should have told him the phone was the only thing we saved from the fire. <laughs> you don't use your head, Peggy. Oh, Riley. I don't like this Monaghan making a hotel out of this house just because you're an old flame of his.
3: Why, Riley, you're jealous.
2: Huh? <laughs> Who's jealous? Me, jealous <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, you got nothing to be jealous about. But please, when Sidney gets here, try to be pleasant to him.
2: I'll be pleasant. Why shouldn't I be? Only it beats me what a nice girl like you ever saw in a mug like Monaghan. Boy, are you lucky you married a mug like me.
3: (laughs) Well, aren't you the modest one? Uh, A girl could do a lot worse than marry Sidney. Well, what did you see in him?
2: I don't know. He's not my type.
3: Well... Sydney's very nice. He, he, he's got a wonderful sense of humor.
2: <laughs> sense of humor.
3: And he's kind and considerate. Oh, kind. And he's successful. He'd be a good provider.
2: <laughs> good prov... Wait a minute. Did you say sense of humor, kind, and good provider?
3: Yes. What are you looking in that book for?
2: Peg, tell me. Is he also intelligent, a good mixer, tactful, loyal, and neat?
3: Mm, yes, I'd say so.
2: Oh. And
3: one thing about Sidney He's very ambitious and hard-working and a go-getter
2: Wait, Peg, you're on the next page already
3: <laughs> Why, What are you talking about?
2: Nothing, I, I, I think I'll take a walk well, Riley, what's wrong? Nothing, I just want to blow my brains out with some fresh air <laughs> It's you again. Let me alone, I told you.
6: You're in trouble. I'm not. Admit the truth.
2: There's nothing to admit. Admit it. All right, I'll admit it. Monaghan's the perfect mate for Peg.
6: Yes, he's the one she should have married.
2: Now he's coming to stay with us. Peg will look at him, and then she'll look at me.
6: What a
4: revolting development this is.
6: You took
2: the words right out of my mouth. bring you the second
1: act of the life of Riley in a moment. From Atlantic to Pacific, folks are saying, Prell's terrific. Yes, everywhere it's...
4: P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo.
1: Yes, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell is a hit everywhere for two reasons.
3: First, Prell spells glamour for dull, drab hair, because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo. It can't leave a dulling soap film. Prel brings out those glorious natural highlights,
0: leaves hair soft and smooth, easy to manage.
1: Second, in as little as three minutes, Prell removes unsightly dandruff, and regular shampoos control it. Doctors' examinations proved it.
3: What's more, Prel goes farther than any known shampoo, cream, or liquid, because it's more concentrated.
1: So try the shampoo in the handy tube. For hair radiantly lovely, free of unsightly dandruff, try Prel. Ha
3: <laughs> P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo
1: By Prell Shampoo And now back to The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley and it's a life which is now complicated by the arrival of one Sidney Monahan, who, according to Riley's researches, is the perfect mate for Peg. Peg,
7: I just can't get over it. I just can't believe 18 years have passed. <laughs> you haven't changed a bit.
3: Oh, I oh, do oh, quit kidding, Sidney. Oh, no,
7: no, no, I mean it. You look like a young girl. Is this the mother of two children? No.
2: <laughs> Boy, is he dumb, Peg. He thinks the stork brought Pedston <laughs> Jr. <laughs> Uh, Peg, you don't look a day older
7: since I last saw you. You still have that same wonderful complexion. Like, like
2: the bloom on a peach.
3: Oh, Oh, thank you, Sidney. Riley, why don't you ever say sweet things like that to me?
2: Because you don't give me free dinners.
7: (laughs) I have to pay for mine. Oh, Peg, this big lug don't appreciate you. I told you you should have married me. Don't you say that, Monaghan. Riley. Well, uh, I'm just kidding, pal.
3: Mother, can Junior and I go to the movies tonight? Oh, no, Babsy, you went to the movies last night. Money doesn't grow on trees, you know. Oh, let
7: us go, Mom. There's a swell bill. No, dear. Peggy Pie, you won't mind. Uh, Kids? This treat is on, Sydney. Here, get load seats and buy yourselves a box of chocolate.
5: Oh, <laughs> boy, thanks,
7: Sidney.
3: Oh, thank you, Sidney. Uh, is it all right to take it, Daddy?
2: No. No, you, you give it back this minute. <laughs> okay.
3: Will you give us the money, Pop?
2: Well, I guess it's all right this time.
4: <laughs> Riley.
2: But remember, Monaghan, this is only a loan. I got some pride, you know. The kids will pay you back. <laughs> Say, talking of movies, did you hear the one
7: about the old maid who sat down in a movie and suddenly she yelled, Usher, usher, help, there's a man in my seat. And the usher said, Well, what do you want me to do, madam? And the old maid said, Tie his legs, he wants to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a
4: good one. Where
7: do you get all these funny stories? Oh, I just made it up.
3: Sydney, <laughs> oh, you got such a wonderful sense Riley, where are you
2: going? i just out for a walk.
4: But dear, four is
2: company, five's a crowd. Riley, leave me alone, conscience. I've got a headache.
6: Riley, do something about Monahan. Stop pestering me.
2: I ain't going to listen to you. You don't even exist. Give me an aspirin, will you?
6: Go buy some.
2: Let me a dime.
6: I don't exist. Do you want him to steal the affection of your wife and children? Remember, he's the perfect mate.
2: I know, I know. All right, tell me what to do.
6: Be as good a man as Monaghan. You, too, can be the perfect mate.
2: You're right. Whatever Monaghan does, I'll do better.
6: That's the idea. Be kinder, more affectionate, more generous.
2: Leave it to me. I'll start tomorrow.
6: Tomorrow may be too late. Do it now.
2: Now, yeah, right away. I'll show him.
3: Well, Riley, you weren't gone very long.
2: No, and you know something, Peg... You don't look a day older since I last saw you. I can hardly believe 18 years have passed. You look so young. Are you the mother of my two children? No.
4: Riley, what are you...
2: And your complexion, like the fuzz on a peach. What? What on earth are you about. Well, I, I meant, I, I said... Riley,
7: take some aspirin and lie down.
2: I can't. He won't let me a dime. I mean, I'm okay.
3: Well, you don't sound it. Well, come on, Junior. If we're going to the movies, we better hurry. Now,
2: speaking of the movies, I heard a funny story about this old maid who started to yell, Help, Usher! There's a man in my seat. And the usher says, What do you want me to do? And the old maid said, Tie your legs. I'm trying to leave. <laughs> <laughs> don't you get it? it? Oh. Oh, you don't think I'm funny. You think Sidney's funny. You laugh at his jokes.
3: But, Riley. Well, I... I don't need you
2: to laugh at my jokes. I don't need any of you. I can laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> a mess. They're probably sitting in the living room right now laughing at me. Well, I'll show them. He laughs
8: best who laughs last. You're telling me. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Oh, it's you. Yes, it is I indeed. Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. (laughs) Greetings, Riley. You're looking You look dreadful.
4: Digger.
2: Did you ever think you got rid of a guy for good and then suddenly he came back?
8: No, when I do a job, I do it.
4: <laughs>
2: well, it, it's that Monaghan, you know, Peg's old boyfriend. He's staying with us, that no-good phony. Oh, Riley, you're jealous. Well, I've got a right to be jealous. You see, Digger, he'd be much better for Peg than me. I ain't right for Peg. We ain't a bit alike.
8: Don't you know that opposites attract? Now, my wife and I, we're divinely happy... But do you know what she was when we got married? Uh. A lifeguard. But this Monaghan, he keeps flattering Peg,
2: and he gives the kids money. He's digging the ground from under me.
8: Everybody wants to get into the act. (laughs) Riley, you must protect your happy home. Go to this scoundrel. Bid him be gone. You're right, Digger. I'll do it tomorrow. Now, at once. In my profession, we have a saying Never put off till tomorrow who you can put away today.
4: <laughs> well, Cheerio,
8: I'd better be shoveling off. <laughs>
3: Peggy, bye. Oh, Sydney, did you... Why, Sydney, you're packing.
7: Yes, yes, it's time I was off.
3: Oh, but your train doesn't leave till Wednesday, you said.
7: Uh, I'll stay at a hotel downtown. Oh,
3: but it's only for a few days. You might as well...
7: No, no, Peg, it's better this way. Haven't you noticed how Riley's been acting? Why, that big dope is actually jealous of me. Oh,
3: it's not serious. He's always been jealous of you.
7: Yeah, no. Even at your wedding, remember? <laughs> he let all the ushers kiss you after the ceremony, but when it came to my turn, he made me kiss him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, well, I, I kind of like his being jealous.
7: But this time he's got it bad by the big lug really miserable. Honest? Hmm?
3: Oh, well, then I'd better talk to him and tell him how ridiculous he is. Oh, I never heard of such nonsense. Oh,
7: Peg, with Riley talking doesn't do any good. Now, take a tip for me. You want some peace of mind, be extra sweet to him. You know, lay it on thick.
3: Well, if you think it'll ease that mind of his, I'll try it. Peg! Hey, Peg! Hey. Well, there
7: he is. Go on now, cheer him up, and I'll finish packing.
3: All right. See you later, Sydney.
7: Oh,
2: oh, here you are, Peg. Peg, I... Hello,
3: sweetheart. Uh-huh.
2: Peg, I... You talking to me? <laughs>
3: else would I be calling sweetheart? Oh, you look tired, dear. Sit down. Right. Oh, no, no, not over there. Here on the couch, beside me.
2: Oh. Well, gee, Peg, why aren't you nice to me like this all the time? I don't think you love me anymore.
3: Why, darling, how can you say that?
2: Oh, I don't blame you. After all, I just ain't the right kind of mate for you. Peg, you can leave me any time you want. I'll treat you fair. I won't ask for too much alimony.
4: (laughs) Now,
3: dear, you know you're just talking nonsense. As far as I'm concerned, you're the perfect husband.
2: Perfect? Am I really? Of
3: course, darling. I wouldn't change you for any man in the world.
2: Not even Cary Grant?
3: (laughs) Cary Grant, he can't compare to you. Well. So you get these crazy ideas out of your head.
2: And you really love me. Of course I do. Well, then, Peg, uh, talk to me like you used to.
3: Hmm. What do you mean, dear? Well, you know,
2: like we did on our honeymoon.
3: Oh, oh, don't be silly, dear. We're an old married couple now.
2: Ah, I knew it. You don't love me.
3: Well, all right. Uh, uh,
2: uh, well.
4: <laughs> well, go on.
2: Go on, say it. Does
3: Wiley Piley Wom his widow Peggy Weggy?
4: <laughs> Who
2: knows Wiley Piley Wom's his what O'Toole say, what say?
3: It's my widow. Yummy, yummy. It's my widow. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Ooh, it's my widow. <laughs> yummy, <laughs> yummy, 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 Say, yummy,
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: Pa. I beat it,
2: can... Junior. Your mother and me are on our honeymoon. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: Can Widow Junior put in a nickel
4: wickle?
2: I just gave you a nickel, Wickle. This he's making fun of me.
4: <laughs> well, it's your own fault
3: you asked for it.
2: <laughs> I don't care. It was worth it. Because now I know you're still crazy about me. Oh, what a dope I was. I actually thought that... Hey, that reminds me. I got some unfinished business to finish. On a hand. In here, Riley. On a hand. I'm giving you ten seconds to get out of this house. Oh, Riley, I don't... If understand... you ain't out in ten seconds, I'm throwing you out. Well, Riley, that's no way to treat a pal. You're no pal of mine, you sneak. Huh? You want to break up my home, but Would it you... won't work because my peg is crazy about me. You... She'd rather have me than Carrie Grant. That shows you how crazy she is. <laughs>
7: Conceited ape! Ten minutes ago, Peg was so fed up with your childish shenanigans, she was going to knock your block off. And she would have, too. Only I, Monaghan the Boy Scout, begged her to be sweet to
2: you. Oh, just as I thought. You're jealous. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's a guy who's jealous. Well, if you don't believe me, go ask her. You're lying, Monaghan, but but you you can't fool me. There ain't a liar living that I ain't a match for.
4: (laughs) Now,
2: your ten seconds are up.
7: All right, all right. I was leaving
2: anyway. I ain't letting you leave. I'm throwing you out. Oh, well, Riley. Go on, let go. Now, go, on. Let go Go, on. Let go. Out. And don't ever show your face around
4: here again. What
2: was all that noise? Now, don't you worry, Peggy Weggy. I just threw Sidney Pitney down to Stepsy Wepsy's.
3: You did what?
2: I bounced Monahan.
3: Chester Riley. How could you do a thing like that? But well, he
2: was trying to break up our home.
3: He's the best friend you ever had. He was going to leave a his own accord because you were acting like a child.
2: Peg, don't call me a child. I'm practically 40, and you just said I'm a perfect husband.
3: Only because Sidney asked me to.
2: Gee, he did? He, he really did?
3: Yes. I wanted to bawl you out, but he didn't want you to feel bad. Do you realize how silly you've been behaving?
2: Now, wait, Peggy.
3: You are, without a doubt, the most childish... Now, wait, Peg, take it the easy. The most infantile, the most ridiculous... Peg, control
2: yourself. The most exactly... My hand, Sydney, come back, Sydney, darling. I can't live without you. <laughs>
1: Varieties, will be back in just a moment. The Wonder Shampoo. That's Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Yes, people with dry hair, oily hair, unruly hair, all find Prell an amazing success. Miss Helen Durnagel of Scarsdale, New York says,
3: My hair has always been the unruly, hard-to-manage type. But since using Prell, I find it easier to set, easier to manage. Now my hair has the beauty I've always dreamed of.
1: Yes, Prell can work wonders on your hair, too, because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo you've ever used. Removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Prove it for yourself. By
4: Prell. Our Prell shampoo
3: leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P R V L L Prel shampoo. Oh. Please put out the light. I'm sleeping. Well,
2: first, forgive me. Now, come on. Say you forgive me,
3: Pink. All right, but you get rid of that silly book right away.
2: Okay, but I think you're making a mistake. By studying this book, we can pick the right kind of husband for Beth.
3: Now, that's ridiculous. My father didn't have to read anything to pick a husband for me. Now,
2: you're lucky. All he ever read was the racing form. <laughs> if he'd have picked you a mate today, you'd be married to Citation.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Riley citations earned over $500,000 and he's only four years old. You're 40.
2: Oh, you keep quiet. What? Nothing, Peg. Nighty-whitey,
4: yummy-yummy.
1: I
2: invite you to join
1: us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as The script is by Ruben Schiff and Alan Lipscott. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell
0: Shampoo. Would you like to keep your dainty lingerie lovely longer?
3: That's my problem. I certainly would. But how?
0: Well, you can be sure that your lovely lingerie is safe in snow. (laughs) Yes, wonderful ivory snow. Pretty washables can stay lovely longer with ivory snow care. Your hands will tell you why. Just wash dishes with ivory snow as millions do. See how ivory snow pampers your hands. Then you'll know it's extra kind to pretty lingerie. It's the only soap both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. There's just no other soap like ivory snow. So use the soap especially made to keep dainty things lovely longer. That's it. Wonderful ivory snow.
1: This is Ken Niles reminding you to listen again next Friday when Procter & Gamble again brings you a full hour of entertainment. First, Red Skelton, and then The Life of Riley. Good night.
0: This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Hindi रहा है हिंदी सिनेमा blockbuster। तो Film Fair के मंच पर Ranbir Kapoor, Kareena Kapoor Khan, Karthi Karayan, Varun Dhawan, Janvi Kapoor और Sara Ali Khan ke Electrifying Performances. To हो जाए for Hindi Cinema's Biggest Celebration. Watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat Tourism on Sunday 18th February 9pm only on ZTV.